This episode of the F1 Girlies is recorded on Ngunnawal country. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land and to their elders past, present and emerging. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Honestly, I will put that theme song on in the car sometimes if I just like pump myself up. I'm like, yeah. Mm. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the F1 Girlies. <laughs> so sorry. I get so hyped in these nightly recordings. I don't know. Oh my God. There's hey, so hun. much to talk about this week. Oh my gosh. Where do we even begin? So much. Where would you like to begin? Okay. Should we talk about Daniel Ricardo? We sure can. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> the old Danny Rick. The old Danny Rick. What are we talking about, Danny Rick? <laughs> Oh, like, are we talking about the uh, the royal wedding? Are we talking about Danny Rick and Ilfa Tori? Are we Let's talking about the rumours around? Gosh, there's so much going around about, around Daniel. Okay, let's start off with how he's going to be driving the RB19 following oh, yeah. the July British Grand Prix. And then hopefully again in Monaco. What yeah. are your thoughts? Very exciting. I think it's nice to see him back on the grid. I pe- I reckon the people are just going to be so crazy excited. I kind of love that Christian has also given him this second chance. Like, yeah. it's just so sweet that after him leaving, and it's almost like letting him go and have his adventure, and now he's come home to Red Bull. And I'm like... Definitely. I think that's really, really sweet of Christian to actually do that and to... Because he, he easily could have just been like, no, 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 we're going to foster a young driver oh, instead. 100%. So to bring him back and then for Daniel to feel really confident about getting back on the grid in the future. Like it just, it seems like a really happy story at the moment compared to it last does. year. And also because like they must just have such a strong bond and connection. Like I feel like Christian probably has quite, like he probably just thinks of Max and Daniel sort of like as his kids in a way yeah. like obviously he's their boss but I think he just has this really special bond with them and the fact when he was talking to Zach and he was just like I don't know what the hell you did to Daniel at McLaren but he's basically come back a shell of a driver and we've had well, to feed him and get him back into a good mental state like what the hell did he yeah. go through it's similar to how like um Cyril was just like watch out for Zach when he oh. left to go to McLaren it's like oh, oh my god <laughs> but it actually really does make me worry about <laughs> Lando and Oscar because I'm just like is there is it because Daniel wasn't performing better then he was trying to you know was he trying to get his weight lower so then he was lighter in the car like what was he trying to do like there must have been something detrimental to his mental health going on I think it's I think it's so hard to to say because I don't know about you but I feel like more and more in post-event interviews with Lando he's becoming less optimistic in a way that he is visibly showing signs of frustration whereas I think in the last mm. seasons like it was kind of like oh yeah like this is a bit annoying but now he genuinely looks very pissed off at his team like yeah. there isn't really another way for me to put that like when yeah. they're talking to him he looks really mad and annoyed mm. and wasn't there that rumor that in free practice or 
when they were in Barcelona doing testing, yeah. apparently, like, Lando punched a wall because he was so angry with the car. I like, did hear about it. I, again, a rumour. We don't know rumor if it's mill. true Rumour mill. <laughs> but to me, it's just, like, McLaren, like, Lando himself, like, doesn't look look at all happy. happy. And I think what's interesting, and again, this is my personal preference. So, again, mm. I don't know what happened in McLaren. I... Yeah. But from my perspective, it genuinely seemed like it reached a point where McLaren wasn't doing well and they were using Danny Rick as a scapegoat. That is how it seemed. Because yeah, even when he kept saying, oh, like the car isn't working for me, and then Zach would be like, oh, it's Daniel's fault. He isn't performing to the highest standards. And it's mm. like, actually, it's because your car isn't very good. Yeah, like, like Daniel's But so it just talented. seemed that they just kept telling Daniel, you're not good, and Daniel yeah. kept accepting that. Whereas it's I, like, actually, yeah. from a viewer's standpoint, it was like, no, it's like you guys just genuinely don't have a good car. Yeah. <laughs> Leave Daniel alone. He's doing his best. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it was really heartbreaking by the end of the season to just see him constantly being put down by his own yeah. team. And, like, some of those radio messages as well was just like, what are Pretty you doing? And I reckon that would easily chip away at a driver's confidence oh 100 percent. and if you're just constantly hearing this is your fault you should have done better it's yep. not us it's you it's as you said it's just going to chip away at him and it's always those really happy go lucky guys that it just it gets them dead like it gets to them you know yeah yep but they're very good at hiding it yeah, yeah. and it's it's actually interesting i are you okay for me to pivot slightly Pivot all you want, girl. Because I feel like this is a very interesting, almost it feels like a repetition of what's happening to Nick. Where like, (gasps) probably not a repetition exactly, but like, I wonder if, but like the advisor of Red Bull, Helmut Marco, how he's now given this ultimatum. To me, it's like, how does that help? Yeah. It's like, how does someone tell it? Like, yes, I understand that, yes, you need to improve and everyone wants you to keep improving. And obviously there's that conversation that needs to be had. I'm not saying that like, oh, no, let him do his thing. Like, obviously, if you're not performing well, you need to have a discussion about it and figure out what's going wrong. How do we solve this? Mm. But to say, sorry, son, you have two races to pick up your game or you're losing your seat. That is not going to help anyone in any way, shape, or form. Like, I could not imagine having the pressure and then being like, oh, no, now you have to drive a really fast car while that's in the back of your mind. It's like that man has already signed, sealed, delivered that boy Mm. to the end of his career, in my opinion. Like, yeah. So I feel really bad. And And I think because he's a rookie, he should at least be deserved the courtesy of finishing of off some his time season. for sure yeah. because like this is his first season exactly it's you his know? first time racing someone's got these to come specific last. circuits <laughs> in an f1 car like yeah exactly yeah. it's a lot to maneuver it's a lot to sort of tackle and there's that intense pressure and it's really interesting though because he was so favored to do so well this season yeah. so you have to think well what is it is it the car? Well, it is must it the be the it, it must be the car. It might also be the team because he is a Mercedes boy that's come over to like Red Bull, right? Like the Red Bull yeah. family. And I just wonder: is it like just different dynamics? Is it mm. just different ways of operating? And yeah. Like you know, has he got a brand new team behind him now? Mm. Like 
that's obviously going to affect you as well. But the, the other thing that I find really interesting about this conversation is that people are also bringing up Logan Sargent and it's like, look, we're looking at Sargent. He's equally not doing it as well as Nick. Yeah. But we're not even discussing the idea of yeah. Logan losing his seat. Like it's it's so really interesting to me. And if you think know. about it as well, like Oscar is, I think, doing better than both of them, but he's still not performing to what McLaren wanted him to. But we're yeah. also not talking about that. Everyone's actually praising Oscar. Yeah. So it's, it is it is quite interesting how the narrative is formed, especially online, because on TikTok, very much divided. Everyone's just like, come on, Nick, pick up your slack. But it's also, okay, yeah, but this is his, what, fifth race in like yeah. the top tier of motor racing like and it's it's also so like i think the added pressure now that there are names being introduced into this conversation as well exactly like what liam lawson is their number one there's a couple of other f2 young red bull drivers now that have come out saying that they could potentially get at their seats yeah it's that thing as well it's like (sighs) as soon as there is a fault in you people are waiting for you to fail people want your spot yeah it is cutthroat i was actually re-watching um i was on the plane and the only downloaded episode on netflix i had was drive to survive season (laughs) five episode one i think and it was i believe the alpine team principal and he was like formula one is the most cutthroat business he has ever been in is this omar that we're talking about yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love Otmar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I think he's become my new team principal. And what's really sad is that his job is on the line at the moment as <laughs> yeah, well. I know. Every, because Alpine boys are also getting an ultimatum. <sighs> oh, gosh. But um, it really is. And again, I know I bring it up every episode and I probably will for the rest of my life. <laughs> In Gunther's book, he talks about Mick. And what's interesting is that he essentially decided after Monaco that Mick was losing his seat, which is around the same time that we have right now. So this is not the first time that, you know, someone's had a few races. And Mm. yes, I know it's different because Mick had had already a year. Yeah. He'd had his rookie year, whereas Nick hasn't yet. But the fact that already by what, the fifth race, he was on the phone to Gene be like, we need to look at a different driver. Oh my God. So it's like this, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't new, and it, I guess just us coming to the sport now, it's like you do look back to what the first season of Drive to Survive five mm. years ago and what it's only a handful of drivers who are the same now. Actually, isn't that crazy? I was thinking about that earlier and I was just thinking I really love the boys now. I don't want to change. But apart from getting Daniel back, I do want Daniel Ricciardo yeah, back on the grid. I would like to have We Daniel love Daniel. Back. But it will be really interesting to see, A, what happens to Nick whether he will actually keep his seat mm. mid-season, how he's going to improve, whether this is a pressure cooker that just is going to explode. And it will be really interesting to see how or if Daniel gets back on the grid next year. Mm. Because that is my how is my big question. Because how? he has said multiple times that he will not be coming back unless it is a top-tier team. And in my mind, that top-tier team is Red Bull. And I'm like, they're not giving up how? Max. How they no, they're not getting rid of a max. It's a fight for that seat between him and Checo. And I heard, I read somewhere on the internet, it was like Daniel would not be able to do what Checo is doing for Red Bull. And that is essentially supporting Max. Mm. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. It's in. I oh, Checo and Max, such a dynamic. I'm so curious about. And I have seen so curious about so many old videos of like the friendship between Daniel and Max, and I'm like, this is just so interesting. Everything is just so interesting. So interesting because you think about it. There are some days where it's like, okay, Max has got to win. Okay, Checo, support him, and he's like, yeah, totally fine. Such a team play. We absolutely love to see it. But then there are other days. When that fire is like, no, 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 this is my race. Well, this reminds me of Bottas. With Lewis. And it's like that he, in the end, just quit. He was like, no, I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, he wants his own wins. He wants his own world champ. Exactly. Like, and I feel like that is that is that a timer that's about to go off with Checo as well. Potentially. He was so excited to get in Red Bull too. Like this was such a massive thing for him because yeah. was he on the brink of he was going to lose his seat. Too. He was going to lose, and he was going to yep. have to leave Formula One, wasn't he? Yeah. So it's very interesting, and I also feel like actually since Valtteri has left Mercedes now, yes, he isn't winning as often, which is unfortunate because he's such a star. But I feel like he's really coming to his element, and he's really shining. Yeah, I, th- I, I I probably can't speak for him, but I feel like he's he's transitioned into his mentor stage, if that makes sense. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I feel like that happened to Vettel in the last, like, especially yeah. last year, which I witnessed. And it's yeah. what people are saying Alonso is doing now too, that he's transitioned into his mentor stage as well. Interesting. Like, I don't know if, like, now that you watch that – you'll notice it. it a bit more with a few more drivers but I think mm. in my mind it's like Bottas has all like he's still doing exceptionally well yeah of course he's <laughs> the star. but it's like I feel like now like especially last year over the radio he was like oh you know tell Joe that he needs to overtake Latifi at this point and that he needs to break oh, later nice. and, and stuff like that and it, in a way I'm like is this him now transitioning those years, yeah to and the oh baton. gosh i cannot imagine a world without bottas on the grid literally though i think that will be my my daddy rick so sad f- moment where i'll be like i can't I without can't. him we can't do this without you Valtteri. literally if your mullet and your cycling pictures are not on our feet every week i will cry <laughs> an honorary bottas post every week <laughs> Um, but before we talk about our predictions for the upcoming race and the upcoming yeah. weekend, oh my I think we just have to briefly mention the royal wedding. Oh my gosh, yes. God, he's such a hottie. <laughs> Not the name of our episode. Scotty's such Scotty's a hottie. A hottie. <laughs> oh my God, I'm down if you are. Um very controversial though on tiktok because everyone's like um how is this even related to f1 and i'm like do um, you do you not even me. understand Papa, you do not even understand Papa 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 Stroll. That. It, 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 it's involved Susie wolf was there Susie and toto were there it's f1 <laughs> yeah i was like who else daniel ricardo suspected best man f1 related. oh my gosh incredible seeing him hot the pictures from Lance. I'm like, I'm dead. I need to. <laughs> I literally I'm need to look it up right now. I, the picture of him with his sister. I was like, this is the sweetest thing ever. I was, was like, we say, have a Lance sighting. <laughs> that's it. Because we have had weeks, guys. Guys, we have had literal weeks of doing our Pit Fit Fridays off the track. Just all of this content. And Lance has just not been present. He's not been posting. Obviously, he's very 
consumed with all the things he's doing in life. But we were spoiled <laughs> this with this last post. Amazing. This made up for the months. Yeah, I was, being I starved. was heavily expecting them to not post anything. But I they were so, so quick to post it. And I was like, this is the greatest gift I'm you have given right us. Now. Oh, we like, look yeah, so good. The daddy so happy. groomsman pre-story of the pre- the rehearsal. And then all of the amazing pics. On the Daniel Ricardo cheering on the baby. So cute. Lance in a suit. Multiple pictures of Lance, Lance in a suit. In a suit. <laughs> I was like... All we need now is a Papa Stroll picture and my life I, will be complete. Literally, though, like, where is Papa Stroll? Like, why haven't you been photographed? He's behind the pictures, behind the camera. He's, He's taking the photos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Literally just looking at this photo of Scotty and Lance and they just look absolutely... So sweet. I just, it's just it's just so wholesome and so beautiful. We love a wedding. And, yes, maybe it's not technically an F1 royal wedding. I, I do reserve that for, for George and Carmen. But... <laughs> But this was up I, there as like <laughs> the greatest thing, <laughs> purely for me because of Lance in a suit. <laughs> Literally, no. But honestly, though, if we do not have Carmen and George and Lily and Alex, if they do not get married, oh, I've s- honestly lost sorry my speak, hope and love. Speaking of Alex and Lily, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, we have a you know intro to Lily on our TikTok page. But as I was doing my research on Lily. She was interviewed by someone and she was asked the question, would you rather meet your soulmate or win the lottery? And her response was, win the lottery because I've already met my soulmate and all I and I need to win the lottery. <laughs> my heart melted. <laughs> oh my gosh. They honestly are just so in love. Like you can just see it. It's like bursting from their pores how much they're in love. Was that your prediction this year though, that they were going to get engaged? Yes. It was. And I <laughs> yeah. stand by that. I stand by it. Are we going to have a double royal wedding? Stop. <laughs> coverage. Alex. Okay, we'll have to do a coverage of it. It would George. just be so Oh, amazing. my God. Oh, my God. We, it would be insane, guys. <laughs> We'd probably do a live stream. <laughs> like, okay, can we just say, if we ever... I need to televised. <laughs> it is the royal wedding. Sorry, move over, Will and Kate. I need Carmen and George. I need that wedding televised. But no, seriously, um, we mentioned it before. If we ever are lucky enough to get into the paddock, we want to meet the admins. I think I would actually be fangirling over the wags. I'll just be like, oh my God, it's Carmen. I can't. I need to talk to her. I'm I, so I need to would, go up to her. It would be Lily for me. I'd, I'd yeah. be starstruck. I'd be like, yeah, oh my 100%. God. 100%. <laughs> They're such incredible women. We're oh. such a fan. <laughs> It should be. It's like the F1 girlies, but it's really like the F1 wag girlies. <laughs> it's everything. It's all elements of the sport, including it's all the wags. elements. We love all elements. Here for the gossip. Here for the pit pits. Here for the drama. Change Pop. your fucking car. No. Uh, but we're going to take a cheeky break, and we're actually going to talk about <laughs> the race week. <laughs> Five teams, 15 drivers, nine races and speeds up to 240 kilometres per hour. That's the F1 Academy, a female-only league to support female drivers into the world of F1. We will take you through the season, giving news updates, introducing you to the teams and drivers and debriefing on race weekends. So if you love F1 and want to venture into a new and exciting league, press play on In The Race. Oh, God. 
good. Alrighty, Imola. Imola. One of my favorites. In preparation for this episode, I was like, what's my favorite? I reckon it's this, Silverstone, and Monza. Okay. These three races are like my top three. I'll have to keep you posted with my top three locations. I am so excited. (laughs) And And so excited for the Ferrari fans. You haven't witnessed this on TV yet. It is insane. It's 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 insane. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just oh brace God. yourself because this is like the home ground now for Ferrari, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So the pressure will be on for the Ferrari boys, which oh apparently God. they're bringing half a brand new car <laughs> to Italy. <laughs> so either this is going to be a win or a fail, <laughs> yet to be seen. Like we're feeling really confident in our car. We're not going to get a new car. It turns up to Italy with half a new car. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> who, who knows? Oh my gosh! But I really hope. Too well. Well, look, Jen. I think it's safe to say Red Bull's going to take one two. So I've decided from now on, I'm no longer thinking about one two. For me, it's like number one is third place, (laughs) and everything after that. And it's like who's going to get the points? I think that's where my focus is going to be for the remainder of the season. Okay, I know because it just going to take out third place, and then who's going to take out the points? But I want to have hope. I wanna. But let's just say my fantasy is not going well. You haven't um, changed okay. any of your drivers yet, though, have you? No, I haven't, actually. Okay, I just want to quickly check. 2022. I'm just checking who won. 22. Verstappen, Perez, Norris. Yeah, it was because um the two Ferraris crashed out. So Danny, Rick, and I. this will forever be ingrained in my brain. So on mm. the second corner on the first lap... Daniel Ricciardo and Carlos Sainz hit each other. They both go off. Yes. Carlos gets beached. Daddy Rick gets back on track. And then, <laughs> this is where it gets really painful. Charles Leclerc was doing so well. He was on the podiums. And then he was like, guys, I'm going for the fastest lap. And then he missed the curb at a chicane and then went flying. <laughs> and then he DNF'd that race as well. So it was a double DNF for Ferrari last year at Imola. So, so I'm really hoping we'll actually have a finish this year for Ferrari. I am manifesting. <laughs> I think. You just hope, dreams, feelings <laughs> again. Hope, dreams and vibes. <laughs> I just want to manifest my hopes, dreams and vibes. I'm going to say we're going to get... Charles second, Carlos third. Damn. I'm manifesting it. They got a new car. Who knows? I think George is going to come fourth. Ooh. Who do you think is going to win, though? Probably Max. <laughs> so where do you think Checo's going to go then? Sixth? I don't know. Fifth? Uh, where maybe are we he'll have numbers? a little... I, I think he's going to have a little... A mechanical issue. He's going to lose power. He's going to just veer off to the side, pull over. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty given that it's going to be Max first, Checo second. And then my third place, I think, is going to go to Carlos. I'm yeah, I'm feeling the Carlos. I three. think I'm it's a Carlos, Carlos moment. For a podium, yeah. or at least fourth. Like I think he's yeah. gonna have a really he's good weekend. <laughs> and really like, solid fourth, and then his car's gonna catch on fire. Or Stop it! No! <gasps> oh my god! No, but I really do feel like Carlos <sighs> has been like a steady fourth, fifth 
yeah. at this present time for the past couple of races. So yeah, I'm feeling good. good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about Carlos. Carlos. I yeah. think I think Charles gonna get pole again, but yeah, I I think it's gonna be a yeah Charles pole. And then I think it's going to be our, our two main men. And then I think Carlos is going to get third. It's just really depressing when the Red Bulls overtake and just zoom I think I, I just can't take it personally anymore. <laughs> I think I just have to accept that, like, like I'm, I'm Lewis Hamilton driving along and be like, damn, those Red Bulls are fast. Yes, Lewis. All of us know. <laughs> and it surprises us every time. Every time. <laughs> Every race week, I'm like, surely they can't continue to be this like, part. Surely this car is illegal. And then information comes out. It's like, no, it's just a really bloody good car. It's really convinced me that I need to buy a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> my next car's got to be a uh, Honda. But um, yes, that's my that's my prediction for the weekend. I do think that both Alpines are going to get in the points, though. I reckon they're set I up think so. for a good weekend. Oh, God, I hope so, because I'm stressed for them. Esteban I'm more stressed for Otmar more than anything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that poor man came I don't from Aston Martin. Now it's like... Yeah, I really don't yeah. know. I feel like every race week, I'm like, this is going to happen. I'm so sure of it. I'm manifesting this. And then it's like, DNF, penalty. Oh, look, it's, it cannot Cry. be as bad as my prediction last time. Where I was like, my podium is going to consist of Lewis Hamilton and Lance Stroll. <laughs> we and do then love Lance. that did not age well after qualifying. I was like, what is this? The world was like, it's 2022 again, guys. <laughs> but I love Lance. One day. that that The day that that boy gets a podium. Gets a podium. I'll be celebrating. Papa Stroll's going to be so proud. I will, I will be popping the champagne and I'll be like, Lance, boy, I knew, I knew you had it in you <laughs> this season. I knew you had we're, it in you. We're such Lance fans. Look, he's gone up in my books this weekend as well after that suit pick. I was like, could you go? <laughs> Lance, yeah, boy. Um, but do you, what, what are you, any points, predictions? I'm really hoping that Yuki is going to come like eighth or ninth. Is he going to crack that tenth? I have a I feeling really he will. I really hope he does. I'm thinking Alpine will be seven, nine, Yuki ten. Yeah. Don't ask but me I which w- Alpine in which order. <laughs> Either or at this stage. Either or. Either or. Um, but do you have any final thoughts on Imola? How are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you? I'm so excited. I'm always excited for a race week. I'm always nervous but I'm excited this is all a first for me like th- this whole season is a first so I'm just yep. excited to experience it is it a street circuit no no it's a it's a proper thank the proper lord track, which is so interesting because it's actually like built in the town like the town oh. is almost built around the track it's incredible it's it's really so cool. interesting <laughs> I love that yeah um because I'm you know king of the streets I'm just worried <laughs> Look, let let Checo take the streets. Let Max take the tracks, the circuits. <laughs> They're just too good. But I'm excited. I um, I stress for Toto. I, I feel like he's stressed. I uh, yeah. I really hope that they have a better weekend. I just yeah. I feel like George has been <laughs> performing quite well. I feel like anytime we talk about the weekends, like a little piece of me dies. 
<laughs> it honestly is quite depressing sometimes. I was watching um one of the races from last year and there was just so much more fighting for the podium, fighting for that that spot and it's just this year's yeah. a little disheartening. Like I love every minute of it, don't get me wrong, but it's just like ah. Uh, yeah. We, we, who's going to come third? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what we have to move that shift our minds to. Exactly. Is who's who's going to come get third, points? fourth and fifth? <laughs> exactly. Who's getting third, fourth and fifth? Yeah. Carlos, Charles, George. Yeah. My third, fourth and fifth. <laughs> yeah, I honestly agree with that. I think that's probably mine too, to be honest. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen with Fernando though. I feel like he's really going to oh, be yeah, up there too. Oh, about Fernando. Honestly, it's probably going to be Fernando. Okay, oh gosh, he's also so talented. <laughs> I want Carlos no, to win it. My little gut is saying Carlos is going to get on the podium this weekend. Yeah, for sure. So, should we do a quick summary? Who's your who's your who's your podium prediction? One, two, three. Uh, that's so what it'll, it'll be Max, Checo, Carlos. Okay, I'm going to say Max, Fernando, Carlos. Okay. All right. Sorry, Checo. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't like Checo last time. <laughs> He's too good. <laughs> I know. Do you know what's so interesting about Miami? Sorry, I know this is like a complete side note. Love a but side it was note. The first time in like years that all the cars finished the race. Like I can't oh. remember the exact amount of time, but I think someone said it had been seven years since all the cars crossed the line. Shit. I know. I was like. <laughs> Oh my god! How did we not know this? Yeah, so I feel like we're. I feel like we're gonna have barely any any DNFs this weekend. I feel like if we do, it'll be a technical problem. I I I think there will be a safety car. I think there'll be a safety car. And if it rains, hell knows what will happen. (laughs) Oh my gosh! No, but I think there will be a safety car for some reason. Okay. All right. Don't know what it will be though. I guess we shall wait and see. Only because I know it's going to change. The, it's going to change the pace. <laughs> I'm going to be like overtake. <laughs> but I'm very excited. It's also at like a semi reasonable time for Australians. So 11 yep. p.m. I'm quite and then excited. What, it's the start of a triple header. <gasps> it's Get the Ferrari. It's the Ferrari hometown triple headers at the moment. So let's go. <gasps> let's you know go, what that boys. means. So much content from the admins. We are about to get spoiled. (laughs) Uh, But I think that's all that we have time for. So enjoy the race and we will catch you next week to debrief all about it. And we shall see what happens. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm keen as a bean. But also if you want to check out our updates, be sure to check out the F1girlies.podcast on all social media platforms. Oh yeah. Uh, Till then, catch you. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Cliche Media Group.